0: Thanks to the work of three organizations, there's new light on how to accomplish shared services, something the government has been working at for decades. They found something simple but profound, including the voice of the customer is vital to ensuring shared services succeed. John Marshall is the founder and CEO of the Shared Services Leadership Coalition. Terry Girton is the president of the National Academy of Public Administration. They tell executive editor Jason Miller about why the end user is so important And other findings they'll release tomorrow at the Senior Executives Association's annual conference.
1: We've been working primarily through the administrative staffs who are most directly involved in shared services uh, planning and implementation. But there was the end user who is often not engaged and not actively supportive. And whose support is really a critical uh, ingredient that's been missing. And so by reaching out through SEA and NAPA, we were able to bring more of those voices to the table.
0: Terry, jump in here. NAPA reaches back into the the really senior executives as well and really some of the the leadership in the uh, federal community. What role did you play and how did you guys reach out to bring those people in?
2: collectively, our Academy fellows who've sort of been there and done that around the shared services conversation for, I mean, the conversation really goes back to the 1980s. Um, I think we're able to lend a flavor about how different in different times people have tried this, where they've learned lessons, where they failed and had to try again. And to be able to turn that into practical application and steps for the end users to understand and to make their voice heard, which I think was a huge insight from this, but also for folks who are just, you know, who weren't around in the 80s or even the 90s or even the early 2000s to say, this is not a new problem. There are people who've done this and done it successfully, and here are the steps. So I think we're really excited in that way to publish the report that captures the insights and the findings and observations of the succession Seminar Series, and we'll be releasing that at SCA's conference later this week.
0: Now, we will be there at SCA's conference, uh, and, and there's a lot there, but we're getting a little bit of a preview, so maybe uh, talk about uh, what's it, what some of those findings are and maybe highlight a couple of them that really you think are, are, were either surprising or stood out to you that's beyond, uh, you know, over and above the usual, it's culture change, it's leadership, which I know were two of them.
1: This is John, and Terry just nailed the point uh, a moment ago that there really wasn't anything that was brand new. Uh, what what really stuck out to me was that the, the, the challenges are exactly the same, going back to the 1980s all the way through into the 21st century. The technologies have changed. The business processes have changed somewhat, but the challenges are timeless, and they're all, they're all about things like getting the end user, customer involved, getting employees to accept Having strong top-down uh, leadership, as well as, as bottom-up organic support for uh, for shared services, and and numerous other findings that uh, that come out of almost any uh, business transformation we've seen in the government. It's it's execution, it's implementation, uh, and it's and it's change management.
2: And Jason, this is Terry. I would add one thing. I think that was a little bit different in the um, emphasis of this session was the the focus on the changing nature of government work and the need to prepare the workforce for that kind of change. So there was a lot of discussion here about the responsibility of the executing organization to communicate to their receiving organization, that customer, that this is not about reducing the workforce. In fact, it's about changing, um, sort of as the PMA says, from low-value work to high-value work and that there's actually more demand for more people to do the high value work. So now in the process of the shared services implementation, we also have to talk about workforce reskilling in order to make it really effective. So I think that was a little bit of a different spin, although that workforce element is really a constant one. We were able to focus on the changing nature of government work and how it relates to and can enhance the value of shared services in today's government operations.
0: And then, Terry, the other piece of this is the workforce, and I think you also brought up a very key point, is it's not a workforce reduction effort. It's getting federal employees to stop doing this transactional work. I mean, one of the best examples of this is over at the General Services Administration, the CFO office. They had a recent presentation at a shared services summit that I think, John, your, your folks helped work with, I think, a firm and, and ACT-IAC around this idea of using RPA to reduce the number of worker hours that it took to do certain transactional efforts. Is that the message that in terms of the value proposition that is coming through of why shared services can maybe work better now than in previous times?
2: I think that's a huge piece of it. And you still have the the leadership challenge of communicating that to the workforce, both the people who do the transactions and the people who are on the receiving end of that. So I think effective communication with the total workforce on the value and how they are going to fit into the new model is essential. But I want to highlight a couple of the points that John made as well. When you get to Um, some of the cross-agency performance goals like reducing improper payments and, and increasing timeliness of payments and those sorts of things, shared services is the essential piece of that. We don't get to that goal by doing things the same way we're doing them now, right? So we've got to implement new processes and new technologies and new systems. And as we do that, we have to move the workforce along with it to be effective users and consumers of the new systems. And then add on to that the skills of the analytics on the back end to make sure that we're doing the process improvement that we need to to
0: execute. One of the things about the summits that you guys held, the workshops you held, was in many ways there were many use cases because you guys really highlighted efforts across the government that are working, have been working, or show great promise. Did one specifically stand out to you or one session or one example stand out to you over the last year that really was memorable?
1: Uh, this is John. Well, in terms of shared services, the uh, most interesting model out there, uh, I think, is the Department of Commerce in that they have really taken an, an aggressive role in, in moving out and, and bringing the, the commercial sector in in a more ambitious way. They're, they're on the leading edge of going towards transforming shared services into uh, as-a-service cons- consumption-based pricing business model by bringing commercial providers into the table and and outsourcing a large part of it. And that's another uh, one of the missing ingredients that that we think uh, is necessary to accelerate the movement towards shared services is kind of get away from government-dominated, delivered, shared services and uh, and open up more opportunities for the commercial sector to come in and provide these these services in a standards-based uh, bu- a business environment that's, uh, that's governed by OMB and GSA, but let them serve the end user directly and get some of these government storefronts scaled back to where they're providing a thin layer of governance over uh, a more commercial-driven uh, business environment.
2: And Jason, this is Terry. I think for me, the Maybe the most practical one was the session on how to actually acquire federal um, shared services because you can get a lot of people who will give intellectual sort of concurrence with the idea of shared services, and we're all, we're all about that. But how do we actually get them, <laughs> right? Um, and that can you can stop a lot of your reform efforts just at the acquisition phase. And so I thought it was really helpful that session where we had – uh, Virginia Hoof came in from GSA to talk about what actually are the tools by which an agency can acquire shared services and how do you execute the acquisition.
1: Yeah, so this it, is John. And and it, it, at the SEA summit uh, on December 13th, you're going to get a panel discussion that's going to go into this with several of our members and other government uh, leaders, talking about particularly the HR transformation and the, the new pay initiative that's getting ready to roll out, which is moving the government towards a, a SaaS uh, model for payroll and timekeeping.
0: John Marshall is founder and CEO of the Shared Services Leadership Coalition. Terry Girton is the president of the National Academy for Public Administration. Learn more about the Shared Services Report by attending the Senior Executives Association's annual conference tomorrow in Washington, D.C., or by visiting federalnewsnetwork.com.